finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Long COVID. That's what you're going to hear for the next uh, two and a half years. Long COVID. When uh, our uh, empty husk of a president goes on some unhinged rant like he did yesterday, uh, I'm expecting his defenders to chalk it up to long COVID. Apparently, he's still isolating and recuperating, but he had time to go on an insane rant about uh, January 6th, January 6th, a riot from a year and a half ago. And that's what our president is obsessing over today. We will play you that video. And I, I'm, uh, there's a lot to choose from, but it could be the most uh, disturbing video yet from the Oval Office. Uh, and when they weren't talking about January 6th, they were changing the definition of words. You thought you knew what a recession was. No, nope, no, nope, they've changed the definition So uh, now they will say, no, we're not in a recession (laughs) because uh, we just moved the goalposts. Uh, A late night comic, one of the whiny liberal late night comics was was given uh, the axe yesterday. Unfortunately, it is not Stephen Colbert. We'll let you know who it was. Uh, Bad, a bad year for gangsters. Bad year for Hollywood gangsters. Another, another uh, good fella. Uh, bites the dust. Sad. Very sad. I, I, I'm, I'm worried about uh, little Stevie. I'm worried about, uh, I'm worried. Well, I guess Tony Soprano's already gone, but uh, another one of the gang is gone. We'll tell you about that. And uh, the uh, some people are angry with uh, WEEI. They're, they're reaching out to David Field because of a ad, a commercial, which Ironhead actually recorded a commercial you're not going to believe what set these people off, but I can promise you they, their complaints will not fall on deaf ears. We know how that works. We'll play the ad and the reaction from uh, some people in Boston uh, and uh, get uh, get my reaction to that today on The Callahan Show, brought to you by Fabric. Life is already complicated. What if getting term life insurance to protect your family could be easy? Fabric has moved life insurance all online, so getting a policy that's right for your family isn't complicated at all. In fact, planning for your family's future has never been easier. Fabric was built by parents for parents to help make it easier to manage your family's finances. You don't need to schedule anything or make time for phone calls or appointments. Just apply online when it's convenient for you. In less than 10 minutes, you can apply, see your quote, and personalize your quote to fit your family's needs. 
You can also be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Fabric also has over 1,600 five-star reviews on TrustPilot.com, and it's fully backed by Vantus Life. So you can feel confident that you're getting a high-quality policy that is perfect for your family. They also have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can cancel at any time. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash jerry. That's meetfabric.com slash G-E-R-R-Y. Meetfabric.com slash jerry. Fabric insurance agency policies issued by Vantus Life, not available in New York and Montana. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. And I just watched this um, this rant, this video that the White House put out today, put out yesterday. And I, I, I had to double check. I couldn't believe it was from July 25th. Your president, who is uh, recovering from COVID, but he's sending out photo ops and, 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 and rants, video rants. Um, we got a few issues in this country. I would say he has a few issues, a few things on his plate. We know we're about to officially go into a recession, even though they changed the definition of the word. Uh, we got an open border down south. We got crime running. We got, we got issues. We got inflation. We got gas prices. We got problems. What did our president spend his uh, time and energy on yesterday? January 6th. And he did it under the, the guise of defending the police. Apparently, this is the new strategy. Maybe their you know, internal polls show that the uh, police crime and, and, and the defund the police movement and all that was not, not going well for his, his side, his team. So they send him out there and he's got no mask. So the videographer who did the video is probably dead by now. But uh, he just looks, he looks terrible. I mean, he, he never looks good, but he looks terrible. He sounds terrible. He just stares blankly at the uh, at the teleprompter and goes on this crazy rant about Trump and January 6th. Now, I know Liz Cheney and, and Adam Kinzinger and a few others are obsessed with January 6th. They, I know they put on the whole Hollywood production, the hearings that nobody's watching. They're, 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 they're doing their best to, you know, impeach Trump again to destroy Trump. And, and that's fine. I understand what they're doing. Again, go for it. I clear the... Clear the decks for Ron DeSantis. Um, uh, I wish them well. But this is so crazy. When you think about what Biden has said or done about cops and the war on cops two years ago, you know, summer of 2020 mostly, but it went on for a year. I mean, we could literally turn on the TV and see people throwing bricks at cops, punching cops. We saw them take little lasers and try to blind the cops at some of these riots after uh, the death of St. George Floyd. Um, <laughs> this guy now wants you to believe that he's pro-cop and the Republicans are anti-cop because of the, uh, because of gun control, because they won't vote to ban weapons of war. But, and, and that's fine. You could try it, go for it, you know, give, give it a shot. Blame Republicans for, for, for guns, which are mostly, you know, gun violence is mostly illegal guns in the cities. But hey, He's got a he's got a thing here. He's going to try to pin on the Republicans. Good luck to him. But watch and listen. If you're watching along with us, look at the eyes. I, I'm telling you, this is going to they're going to they are going to blame COVID because he is getting less and less <sighs> lucid. He's getting more and more unhinged, and he he wants to make you think he's angry about January 6th. This is 18 months later. 
more 18 months later, and he's looking back on a riot that lasted three hours, ignoring the riots that lasted, you know, eight months where cops were, where 2000 cops were injured, where two dozen people were murdered, where billions and billions of, of damage was done by his side, his team. He wants you to think that now it's the Republicans who are abandoning cops and he's defending them. And that's, you know, that's one thing you write the script, you read it, but he is feigning this outrage. And I've said this before, pretend outraged, make believe out, make believe angry Biden is the, 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 the most, the, the funniest Biden. I mean, it's just funny watching him try to, uh, to conjure up this, uh, this, this rage, this, this righteous indignation, but it's not just what he says. It's the way he says it. And I'm telling you, this, this is not good. This is not reassuring for America, but let's watch and listen. You be the judge. His eyes are so lifeless here too. It's crazy. Yeah, he's got, he's got, they are dead. You're right. Dead eyes and, and, and just phony, phony uh, anger and, and, and indignation. And, oh, I mean, it's just pretending. He's just pretending. And I don't know if you're on his team, if you're, you just have to say, how is this going to go for the next two and a half years? This is this this man is not well. He's just not all there. And this the the idea that you're going to send him out there to convince people he's suddenly pro cop, he's suddenly pro law enforcement is just ridiculous. This address this is addressed to to cops, uh, to uh, police organizations, but I don't think it's going to work. Let's 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 listen and watch. Then on January 6th, we relied on law enforcement to save our democracy. Listen to him. We saw what happened. The Capitol Police, the D.C. Metropolitan Police, other law enforcement agencies were attacked and assaulted before our very eyes, speared, sprayed, stomped on, brutalized, and lives were lost. And for three hours, the defeated former president of the United States watched it all happen as he sat in the comfort of the private dining room next to the Oval Office. While he was doing that, brave law enforcement officer subject to the medieval hell for three hours, dripping in blood, surrounded by carnage. Face to face with crazed mob that believed the lies of a defeated president. The police were heroes that day. Donald Trump lacked the courage to act. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The brave women and men in blue all across this nation should never forget that. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-cop. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-democracy. You can't be pro-insurrection and pro-American. All right. Uh, right. right. First of all, he's lying again. It's amazing. You just can't lie. The the lies, the lives lost were Trump supporters. The only one shot was actually Babbitt. I mean, the only people who died were Trump supporters. He wants you to think they killed cops. They didn't. Everybody knows that by now. But where do you come up with that dripping in blood? <laughs> Medieval hell. Again, he said nothing when they were literally killing people and literally hurting cops night after night. That was the war on police. That's why he's. That's why he has lost. You know, law enforcement, even the unions, have bailed on him. But what, why is it, why is he talking about Donald Trump at all? I mean, honestly, why is he bringing up the lies told by Donald Trump now? Aren't there bigger issues? Aren't there more important things 
in America that the president should be dealing with, even as he recovers from COVID? Uh, I mean, hell, why is he talking about monkeypox? <laughs> He's talking about a riot that took place a year and a half ago. But people obviously have been thrown in jail and some no charges, no bail for a year and a half. I think, you know, you, you've made your point. Your your Department of Justice has carried out your wishes and punished severely those people who uh, attacked the Capitol and uh, and, had to, and, and and you know sprayed and stomped the cops. I think I think they've uh, I think justice, at least according to you. Joe Biden has been done to this point. What are you complaining about? I mean, honest to God, what are you, why are you talking about the former president on this day? Are we sure this is from yesterday? By the way, it seems so out, we, you know. You hear him, he's clearly in the middle of a COVID battle. He's like, uh, uh, January 6th. It's like, I mean, right, he sounds terrible, looks terrible. If you're his handler, if you're Dr. Jill, uh, who I... <laughs> Why are you doing this? Why are you pushing him out there? Why is he ranting? Why are you putting out photographs, by the way? Talking about another thing from yesterday. They put out a publicity photo where he's sitting. I, I think it's outside. It's 100 degrees. He's in a suit and tie with his sunglasses on, pretending to work. And the dog, the photo, uh, you know, the prop, the pretend family pet is sitting on the couch next to him. And it's like, look, I'm working hard for the American people. And you go, well, what are you, what are you talking about? You just, you look like someone got you ready for your own funeral. Look like the mortician did a fine job. The hair looked good, you know. Uh, the suit looked good. The tie was right. But everybody knows you're not actually working. Look at this photo op. This is the silliest thing. Sitting there pretending that he's on a computer or pretending he's always oh, got a briefcase next to him. Always, oh, always oh, on the phone pretending to work it just looks ridiculous he doesn't look, look like at, he's mid drool right there and what, what's the caption do you have the caption on this photo because um, when they the, on the tweet when they sent it out it's just like i don't working hard for the american people but took some calls this morning with man's best co-worker <laughs> oh god man's best co-worker they both look stuffed don't they neither of them looks real but it's a good looking the, dog uh, but, but but I I you just assume that people again their polls their whatever that behind the scenes their strategists said let's keep hammering on Trump that that works that's the only thing that gets people to actually passionately support you they hate Trump we see, we hear that every day you mention anything about Biden you say better than Trump so a year and a half later with all these issues on the table he wants to go back to the riot, the three hours, he even said it, three hours, not the, again, not the eight months that, that led up to that, but the three hours of Trump supporters dripping in blood, storming the Capitol. And for that reason, he wants cops to support him and, and, and his party, the party that wanted to, to defund police. And don't forget, he was asked directly, do you support defunding the police? And he said, yes. He, he lies about it every day since saying, I never said that, but he did. It's on tape. He was interviewed about that guy in the uh, the wheelchair, the guy who doesn't even speak. He has a little thing that a uh, voice simulator. And, you get and he asked him, <laughs> yeah, he asked him, do you, uh, yeah, do you support the defund the police movement? Yes, I do. So now he wants you to think he's the pro cop guy. 
because January 6th, hell, half the people, half the people in the Capitol that day were cops. I don't think it's going to work. And I don't think he should be doing any more public or whatever speeches, videos until he recovers completely from COVID. And uh, then he can come out and say, you know, that wasn't so bad. COVID's not so bad. Let's get on with our lives. Biden did not say that Trump started the riot on January 6th in this. He just said he didn't stop it. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's not working. They, they, he made a video. He said, peacefully protest. He said, now go home. We love you. And he said, they stole the election, which you're allowed to say, which they said four years earlier. And they said, every time a Republican wins, they say he stole it. They said, Bush stole it from, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Gore and, uh, and Trump stole it from Hillary. And uh, I mean, the, the same people who voted, uh, who, who wanted to, uh, uh, investigate uh, election integrity in 2016 are sitting on the committee right now acting as if it's a, a, a federal crime to question election results, but it's not working. And I guess this is what their idea of sending the president out there to bolster the case against Donald Trump. I can't imagine anybody is, is, is voting on that issue at this point. Anybody, anybody watching their 401ks go up in flames watching the retirement accounts just disappear, paying, you know, hundred bucks to fill their tank. What looking at the price of groceries, looking at the open border, looking at crime in the streets saying, yeah, let's, th- let's talk more about January 6th. One day where a bunch of idiots, you know, trespassed and, and rioted. Let's talk about that. That's, that's a good plan. Joe Bud. Good idea. The, um, the, uh, I'm going to get this story about the, uh, white house, uh, uh, defending, I'm oh, sorry, redefining, what was his name? Brian Deese. This is a creep. He's an advisor of, of Biden, um, former BlackRock guy, just a creepy guy. He's the one that said that the uh, high gas prices will be good to establish a new liberal world order. His words, uh, they have, he said uh, that it's, we're going to get uh, the economic report on Thursday, I believe, which will prove we're in a recession, technically in a actual recession, which everybody knows we're in already. And he went on TV and said, in in terms of the technical definition, it's not a recession. That's because they changed the definition, which had been established and accepted for decades, that if you have two quarters, two consecutive quarters of GDP contraction, that uh defines a recession. That means you're in a recession. They changed the definition. And now every one of these people is going to go out there Thursday, you know, and you'll see them all Kirby and what's Kareem Jean-Pierre and, and brought Biden himself, I guess he'll do it from, you know, where he's still isolating with his dog. Um, Wouldn't that have been a funny photo up if he put a mask on the dog? (laughs) <laughs> and although that dog is that the dog that bites everyone or did they have that dog no that down? that dog went back to delaware it just yeah, got back shot to in the delaware lawn. right back to <laughs> delaware <laughs> they just let it go uh this other dog this this prop uh i'm sure it, 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 it would have been funny put put a mask on the it's like putting a mask on the dinosaur outside of the museum of science it's it's funny um but uh, they go, right, you know, dogs love to be outside in hundred degree heat too, don't they? <laughs> Just for a quick, quick, for a quick photo up. But you will see what we, what we're all going to see Thursday is the, the pinnacle of, of media bias. We're going to see 
people go out there on all the networks. You'll see it, the New York Times, Washington Post, and they will cooperate with the White House. That's my prediction. You're going to see them not either not mention the word, the R word, or they're going to say it's technically not a recession, which is obviously a you know, shell game, you know, that played by the, the White House. I think, you know, anyone, you know, whatever, the, you know, the New York Post and, and Fox News and Daily Mail, uh, they will point out what, how absurd it is to allow the, the White House to change the definition of the economic condition and then run with it. But if, you'll see it. You'll see it. I um, guarantee MSNBC, you know, CNN, they will say, well, it's technically not a recession. And that will be the, the ultimate uh, dead giveaway that these people are completely and utterly in the tank. That's how, uh, that's, th- that's what to look for on Thursday. That's what to look for later in this week. How many people in the mainstream media, uh, uh, co- cooperate, do this, go along with this, this nonsense. Uh, maybe some of them will, uh, buck the trend and say enough. I think there is a movement uh, on that side to uh, to undermine Biden at this point because they know he's a lame duck and they know he's he's suffering from cognitive issues and long COVID. So they there and you know for that reason they will they will uh, cover the Hunter Biden thing at some point. That's how you. That's the other dead giveaway. That's the tell. If they cover the Hunter Biden thing, finally, I think it was March that the New York Times sent and Washington Post together said, you know, the laptop is real <laughs> a year and a half after we all knew it was real. If they follow up and they start covering whatever, the latest scandal from mm. Hunter, and let's be honest, there's one every day, then you'll know they've given up on their guy, Joe Biden, and they're ready to move on. That's that's how you'll know. But you'll also see it a little bit, I think, this week, people saying, we're not, we're not playing along, Joe. You, you don't get to change the definition of words. Uh, by the way, did you see what they did last week? Webster, I believe it was Webster, yeah, Merriam-Webster, changed the definition of woman <laughs> because obviously the big question is, what is a woman? The, you know, the Matt Walsh movie book. Um, they changed the definition. One of the definitions is now the opposite of man, <laughs> which is... Okay, it's the opposite of man. What's man? What's a man? It uh, it doesn't make any sense, but that's what happens when you start re uh, redefining the language. You you go down these roads, down these these rabbit holes, and you don't make a whole lot of sense. But uh, <laughs> all right, uh, I want to get to the uh, the the big cancellation in late night. I got excited. I heard this initially. Oh, one of the late night shows is getting canceled. And I said, oh, please, God, let it be Colbert or Kimmel. Either one be okay with me. Sadly, it is not. We'll tell you who it is after I tell what am I doing here? Do my pillow? My pillow. All right, let's do, let's do my pillow. And then we'll tell you. And we will say, uh, say farewell to one of the great gangsters in Hollywood. And we'll tell you about the uh, big controversy at uh, my old radio station. Somebody is pressuring uh, the boss to uh, cancel somebody. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to predict they will be successful. We love MyPillow. Just go to MyPillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. 
MyPillow is made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on. Get it now and you can support this show. Because like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. By purchasing from MyPillow, not only are you helping out us, but you're joining in the fight against the cancel culture crowd. MyPillow isn't in big box stores for obvious reasons, so you can get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. You get the Giza sheets, buy one, get one free, half-off slippers, six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, just $39.99 with code word Jerry. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Jerry. All right, have you tried Callahan coffee yet? Well, you should. It's really good stuff. Our first branded product, this is a premium dark roast blend roasted fresh to order in Waltham, Mass. The Callahan coffee blend combines beans from three continents to create a unique natural coffee flavor, rich with chocolate and sweet with caramel taste notes, creating a full body dark roast with low acidity. People keep telling us they love it. They keep ordering more. You got to try it. Callahan coffee is a great way to directly support this show. So order now at CallahanCoffee.com. That's CallahanCoffee.com. I, I got to say, you know, I, I got to confess, I, I never saw, I never saw full frontal with Samantha B. And now it's too late. I guess I could go watch reruns, but full frontal has been canceled after seven seasons. Now I mentioned, you know, uh, media bias. Check out this. I mean, uh, nobody, nobody's watched it. I'm sure the ratings were just dreadful. I mean, I, it, I've never even heard anybody say, oh, geez, you see uh, Samantha B last night. This is the lead of the Washington Post this morning. <laughs> uh, after seven seasons of bold jokes and witty monologues, the Emmy-nominated late-night show Full Frontal with Samantha was canceled Monday by TBS. This decision came as a result of, quote, new programming strategy, according to a TBS spokesperson. Quote, we are proud to have been the home to Full Frontal with Samantha B, and we thank Sam and the rest of the Emmy-nominated team for their groundbreaking work. That means that she didn't win an Emmy, right? She was just Emmy-nominated. How do you go seven seasons of bashing Trump and the, and the Republicans and not win an Emmy? That's unbelievable. But uh, witty, what, what did I say? Witty model? Oh, uh, we, we, got, we got a little uh, sample of uh, the bold jokes and witty monologues. Now, I told you, before we started recording, she's known for one thing, at least in my mind, over the last seven years, <laughs> is uh, a vulgar uh, shot at Ivanka Trump. I mean, really vulgar. It's, it's something that nobody except for Ironhead would ever say in front of their mother. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, 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 you confessed. You said it in front of mom. And I guess uh, I apologized you know, immediately. You apologized to me as she recovered. Cause I don't think my mother would ever recover if I used that word yeah, forever. My mom, my well, wife, my wife would punch me in the, literally punch me in the face. Well, it was, if I a, used this. it was during a standup set and I apologized while on stage still. And my dad, my dad's more sensitive to it. He's a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he, I don't blame him. It just, word you just can't be using it but i guess uh samantha b i guess full frontal was not live was not recorded live because they bleeped the vulgar word but you tell me if this is uh did washington post say bold jokes and witty monologues tell me which category this would fall into this is 
Samantha B's most famous uh, riff on on uh, Ivanka Trump. You know, Ivanka, that's a beautiful photo of you and your child. But let me just say, one mother to another, do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless c- He listens to you. Put on something tight and low cut and tell your father to f***ing stop it. Tell him it was an Obama thing and see how it goes, okay? We'll be right back. Wow, hard to believe she got canceled, isn't it? I mean, with with witty monologues and bold jokes like that. First of all, first of all, it's about immigration. I mean, how's that look now? How's Trump's immigration policy look now? Pretty Secondly, goddamn good and, and useful. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I I never heard of a joke or a a rant she went on other than that. I mean, even like, I mean, I Colbert sucks and Kimmel is pathetic, but at least you hear them. Even, even if to to mock them, you hear about things they've done or said, even Jimmy Fallon. Uh, But you don't ever hear anything. I haven't heard anything about her or what she said. Her ratings must've been so bad. They, they, they canceled Conan. What was that? Two years ago, a couple of years ago. And nobody noticed. Now they're going to cancel Samantha B and probably put on, you know, whatever, put on Beverly Hillbillies or something and double the ratings. But uh, sadly, sadly, Samantha B is gone. And uh, when you and, first uh, when you first mentioned her Crystal. name, when you first mentioned her name before the show, my first thought was, who is that? I had no idea who she was at first. I recognize her face, but not her name. And then she's just, uh, she's loathsome. And uh, I assume... She'll get another job. They, they'll, you, you, again, if you hate Trump enough, there'll always be a place for you. Jamel Hill will always have a job. Keith Oldman, by the way, just signed with iHeart. I, I thought Keith Oldman was toxic that no uh. one wanted to deal with him. And maybe, maybe he'll just be alone and they'll say, go ahead and rant for an hour. And, and, and he's, he's good at that. He's crazy. Ooh. He's vicious. Uh, but I'm going to guess nobody's going to want, nobody's going to work with him. It's not like the old days where he'd be sitting there with Dan Patrick and having lively banter. It'll just be him probably on the balcony. Don't you think they'll just send one, someone to his, uh, his little rubber room on central park and well, let I him do, rant. I do hope he has a show because that'll give us like, we could start a new That's segment. True. Oh, I'm, I'm hey, he's talented and he's crazy. I've said this before. Think uh, the ratings suck at CNN. They brought in a new guy. He's apparently going to overhaul the place. They're talking to Joe Scarborough about stealing him from MSNBC. We didn't get, we should have done this story. I think it was over the weekend actually. Um, but the, the rumor, I don't know who broke the story, but CNN is talking to Joe Scarborough about jumping from MSNBC to CNN. And they're offering him $20 million a year. Oh my God. Now, I, I tell you all the time, I watch it every morning. I flip by both MSNBC, CNN. I, I try to watch everything. And uh, MSNBC, they have like six guys on the set, guys, women, and they all agree on everything. They all say the same thing on everything. In fact, Scarborough's not there today. And uh, I don't even know the guy's name filling in. And Al Sharpton's with him. They had Al Sharpton interviewing uh, Anthony Fauci <laughs> this morning. Um, I shopped an interview with Anthony Fauci. That, that's better than Scarborough and uh, his honey there, Mika. Oh, yeah, I know. They're off because Mika's mother died. She's like a million years old. Anyway, there it is. This is uh, who reported this? This the one New is Post, New York Post, yeah. Of course. They want to poach Joe Scarborough and Mika, of course, and uh, pay him $20 million a year. Now, right now, 
he's getting trounced in the ratings by Peter Ducey's dad and uh, Brian Kilmeade and, and Ainsley Earhart. And they think their solution to their problem is bringing in Joe Scarborough <laughs> again. Again, I, I hate Keith Oldman. He hates me. I was one of the, remember he used to do the worst person in the world on MSNBC when he had a show at night. And I was, I was the worst person once. I think Minahan was twice. He beat me, <laughs> but, uh, but he's talented and he's crazy and he can be funny. And if you're on that side, you love him. Why wouldn't you just put him on instead of Joe Scarborough, instead of whoever they got Lawrence Jones, you know, Chris Hayes. These are these these nobody listens to those people. Nobody talks about what they had to say. If you put Oldman there, I don't know, get him off his meds, put a camera in his condo there on the on the on the on Central Park, and let him go. I mean, hell, he does the one thing that they have to do on those two cable channels is hate Trump, and he hates Trump more than anybody, and he rants about it, and he's colorful, and he's crazy, and he looks like he should be institutionalized, but the hell's wrong with that? That's more entertaining than, than anything Lawrence O'Donnell's ever done. But. They won't put him on because they're afraid. <laughs> that's, that's one of the great rants. I mean, it's silly. He was talking about anti-vaxxers. Can you get that? Talking about anti-vaxxers. And I don't know, it was athletes or uh, politicians, somebody who wouldn't get the vaccine. Might have been the NBA guys, because that was a big deal for a while. Jonathan Isaac and a couple others, Kyrie Irving. Might have been them. And his whole thing is they're afraid of needles. You know, these are guys who get all kinds of, you know, needles and uh, you know, blood work done all the time, but they're afraid of the COVID shot. That's that was his take. And he just rants like I mean, crazy rant. But it's entertaining. Wouldn't you wouldn't you agree? I mean, could you even name who's on, you know, CNN at night now that since they fire I don't even know who replaced uh, Cuomo. I don't, and I I tend to you know follow these things. I know Don Lemon's still on there, Anderson Cooper's still on there. Boring, dumb. Put put Oldman in the middle of that. Put him up against Tucker. Just say go after attack Tucker every night. Half the country would would love that. But do you have the uh, the 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 uh, rent? The, yeah. Just let me pull it up real quick. This is him on. This, this is where he does everything on his balcony. But he signed a deal with iHeartMedia. I don't know what that means. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure that they would have uh, no interest in us if they want Keith Oldman. But uh, they, he signed a deal. I guess that means they'll just send some videographer and a producer to his condo and let him go nuts. And he's going to do it daily, I believe. But he can do it. He can. He can. He'll come up with something crazy every day. So it'll, and he's going to get a podcast, most likely. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'll be video. And there'll be all the resources of iHeart available to him, but he will make more news in the first day than you know, Chris Hayes has made in the last five, or than Samantha B has made in the last seven years. Oh, that's that's a no doubter. I I just downloaded right. it, so here we go. Okay. Uh, this is him on his balcony, Central Park. Oh no, no, it is. Trust me. Oh. Time to stop coddling the people who won't get the shot. Booster shot. Mission accomplished. And it is, it is time to stop coddling them, the ones who won't get the damn shot already. And our first step, you and I, is symbols, the language we use. We call these people vaccine hesitant, vaccine skeptics, 
anti-vax. We say they're protesting mandates and passports. They're making a personal choice. They're waiting for more information. They're making a medical decision. Bullshit. They're afraid. They're afraid to get vaccinated. Stop feeding their egos about what they're doing. Stop legitimizing it. Vaccine hesitant, they're afraid. Vaccine skeptics, they're afraid. Anti-vax, they're afraid. They're protesting mandates and passports. They're afraid. They're making a personal choice, they're afraid. They're waiting for more information, afraid. They're making a medical decision to be afraid. The snowflakes are afraid. Afraid of the vaccine. Afraid of being proved wrong. Afraid of doing what anybody else in the world tells them to uh, do. He, he's going to do this. He's going to do this every day. I think in the morning too. And uh, I'm telling you, he'll get. It, it'll work for a little while because it always does. He's worked at a hundred places. He said, I think three stints at ESPN and two at NBC. He just goes crazy, gets fired. People uh, have had enough, and then he moves on and. Uh, Goes back to his his rubber room by himself. I think he lives alone. I think he doesn't drive. He's, he's never driven. He lived in Boston and worked for a CBB and didn't drive. And there were no Ubers. I don't even know how he did his job. But uh, that that's what you're going to see or hear every day. And going on these crazy rants. By the way, we should play this now. We should play this now. Uh, I'll, I'll set it up. This idea that... Um, you remember Keith Oldman wasn't the only one saying, you know, uh, stigmatizing, criticizing vaccine skeptics like you, Ironhead, people like, you know, Kyrie Irving, like Paul Goldschmidt, like, like Novak Djokovic, people that were hesitant because they were young and healthy. And, and, and we soon found out that the vaccines don't keep, don't prevent you from getting it or spreading it. We've gone over this enough, but you will remember, and uh, people like you will remember, you were the bad guy. You, if you didn't run to the CVS or run to, your doc, run to some uh, clinic and get your vaccine, you were anti-American. You didn't care about you know your neighbors, your friends. You were going to kill grandma. You were going to kill people in nursing homes. Uh, it, you were evil. You were downright evil. Uh, the The president said it was a uh, it was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We were heading to a winter of, what was it? Severe illness and death because yes. of you. You. Do you remember how stigmatized you were? How uh, villainized, demonized you were? Well, let's flash forward. Flash forward. Fast forward. I guess it'd be a year, a year and a half. Uh, we have a new... Uh, a new disease going around. It's, it's not pretty. Maybe you heard it's monkeypox. It sounds, it's, I don't know if somebody wanted to change the name because it stigmatized, you know, monkeys or maybe it stigmatized people who got monkeypox, but it didn't work. We're still calling it monkeypox. Even, even uh, Fauci is calling it monkeypox. But I just looked this up before we started recording. Do you know how many people have died in the world, in the world from monkeypox? I'm going to go zero. Take a guess. Zero. Uh, close, close, five, five. And I think they're all in Africa. Uh, no, nobody in America, nobody in America. Now it's not pretty. You get, you get bumps and sores and oozing. So it's not, I wouldn't want it. And you know what? I'm not going to get it because they know how it is spread. 
and they admit it. They, they admit it. They say, you know, men who have sex with men. That's the line they keep saying. Men who have sex with men. Even Fauci says it. And the solution, I would say, the preventive, the, the way to prevent it is, you know, don't, you know, be careful. Be careful. Don't go to these places and these bathhouses or whatever. He's he's talked about it carefully. But uh, let's listen to how determined Anthony Fauci, a man who flat out said the pandemic was uh, the fault of the unvaccinated, the fault of the, the skeptics. They blamed you. They stigmatized you. They, they, they made you out to be the bad guy. And they, 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 they pointed out your behavior. You know, if you didn't wear a mask, if you didn't socially distance, if you went out in a crowd, if you went to a, a rally, you know, I don't know, a Trump rally, not a, not a BLM George Floyd rally, but a Trump rally, you were at a super spreader event. You were the bad guy. We talked about this the other day. When Donald Trump got COVID, there was a guy on, I think on NBC, who said he's like a drunk driver who crashes and kills other people because he was he had COVID and went on a balcony and didn't wear a mask. They, anyone who didn't completely buy into the to the prescribed uh, uh, behaviors was the bad guy. Again, if you didn't wear a mask anywhere, you were you were a bad guy. You know, you people would yell at you if you had to wear you know whatever. Not just at airports, but everywhere, outdoors, in parks. If you didn't comply, if you didn't submit, you were the bad guy. Now let's listen to. Fauci talk about monkeypox, which there's a certain behavior which spreads monkeypox. And he, he could flat out say, don't do that. Is it high-fiving your best friends? <laughs> uh, could be. I don't know. I don't know. But because uh, he won't say it, flat out say it. I just know that the idea that uh, everybody, and I, I Google this, by the way, and I'll have the headlines say, everybody's in danger of getting monkeypox. It's, you know, it could spread to everybody. But they know that's not true. They know it's not true and they don't want to admit it, but let's listen to the evil elf talking. I think this was uh, just yesterday talking about monkeypox. To the people who need them. Now, obviously, this is a disease that's transmitted by close skin to skin contact. If you look at the epidemiology, it's heavily weighted at this time, though not exclusively, to men who have sex with men. So we've got to alert that community and the physicians who take care of them without inducing the terrible issue of stigma Mm -hmm. because stigma is the enemy of public health. So you want to make sure we address this to the group that is predominantly involved and predominantly being afflicted, but at the same time, don't make it a source of stigmatization. So we've got to implement the interventions that we have, and that's the challenge ahead. Uh, the, uh, the 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 stigmatization is the enemy of public health. This is a guy who for two years has stigmatized you. And what a hypocrite! I mean, I'm I'm uh, starting to look, lose faith in Tony Fauci. So if I go out me. for a couple beers with my boys after work, I won't have to worry no. about monkeypox. No, you do. No, you do. That's 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 you know, that's dangerous behavior. You're unvaccinated, right? Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, 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 somebody tweeted this the other day, and I, I think I retweeted because it made me laugh out loud. It's just, it could be the greatest typo ever, and it's a, a news story uh, a guy wrote, and it said <laughs> uh, that monkeypox is spread 
by men who have sex with me. <laughs> he, left, he, <laughs> he left out the end and somebody screenshotted it and it went viral and it had like a million retweets and that poor bastard just left out one little letter. <laughs> and he's going down in history as the greatest typo ever. All right, let's do Shay and then we're going to say farewell to uh, Big Paulie, Big Paulie. And, and we'll tell you about the... Uh, the uh, latest controversy at WEEI, the latest effort to, to shut someone down. Shea Concrete, you know what they can do for you? you know, this summer, you got to do a summer home improvement project. I got one for you. New precast concrete steps, whether you're building a new home or you're remodeling an old one. Shea has great values on precast concrete steps with designs that will fit your home. There are many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick a new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your, your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the envy of the neighborhood. They remove the old steps, bring in new steps within hours. You got a whole new look and your house is looks better and is worth more. This isn't just an, uh, this isn't an expense. This is an investment, an upgrade in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll have a brand new front entrance and you will love it. You can learn more about Shea's precast concrete steps at SheaConcrete.com. Also at SheaConcrete.com, you got to look for a job, a good one. Shea is hiring. They're always hiring. The business is good. It is booming. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. But it is a tough year for gangsters, man. As I, as I tweeted, little Stevie Van Zandt better be careful. You know, they are dropping like flies, these bad guys. And they're all they're all great, too. I mean, these are great gangsters. Uh, James Kahn, of course, Sonny, Sonny Corleone, uh, Ray Liotta, Henry Hill, spectacular in, in Goodfellas. Tony Sirico. Sirico or Sirico? Paulie Walnut. Sirico. Sirico, one of the great gangster characters of all time. Paulie Walnut's just perfect, perfect in that role. And now Big Paulie. Paul Sorvino, dead at 83. Now, when you make it to 83 and you're as big as he is, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good run. But I, uh, there's, a, there's a great story about this. Uh, Paul Sorvino got the part in Goodfellas, and I think it was like three days before uh, before they were starting to shoot, and he got cold feet and didn't think he could do it, and he called his agent. He says, he says, I was overjoyed, but very worried. I'm very worried. I'd done a lot of comedies as well as dramas, but never done a really tough guy. I never had it in me. And the part called for lethality, which I felt was way beyond me. I called my manager three days before we started shooting and said, get me out. I'm going to ruin this great man's picture and I'm going to ruin myself. He being wise said, call me tomorrow. And if necessary, we'll get you out. And then I was going by the hall mirror to adjust my tie. I was just inconsolable. Uh, he, he didn't think he could do it. Um, he did it, and he did it great. And there's a couple of iconic scenes, of course. That, you know what the, the most famous one? It's not an audio. It's a, it's a visual. Him slicing up the garlic in, in prison is priceless. And uh, imagine, imagine he, there it is. We're, we're looking at it right now. Those are Paul Servino's fingers, unless there was a, like a hand, a guy who, uh, a stunt double who came in and sliced the garlic for him. But uh, what else do we have from, uh, from Goodfellas? 
I got the scene, uh, this whole scene with the prison, and I have um, him telling Henry to stay off the junk after prison. Oh, yeah. Um, let me share this one here. I I love this movie so much. It's it's so great. So I mean, these guys are all so great. Shit, what are you talking about? Just stay away from the garbage. You know what I mean. Look, Paulie. I'm not talking know? about what you did inside. You did what you had to do. I'm talking about now, from now, here, and now. Paulie, why would I want to get into that? Don't make I'm a jerk not... out of me. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. I want to talk to you about Jimmy. You got to watch out for him. He's a good earner, but he's wild. Takes too many chances. No, I know that. I know Jimmy. You think I would take chances like Jimmy? And Tommy, he's a good kid, too. But he's crazy. He's a cowboy. He's got too much to prove. No, I know. You gotta watch out for kids like this. Yeah, I know what they are. I only use them for certain things. Believe Listen, me, you don't have I to worry. I ain't gonna get fucked like Gribbs. You understand? Gribbs is 70 years old, and the fucking guy's gonna die in prison. I don't need that. So I'm warning everybody. Everybody. Could be my son, could be anybody. Gribbs got 20 years just for saying hello to some fuck who was sneaking behind his back selling junk. I don't need that. Ain't gonna happen to me. You understand? Uh huh. You know that you're only out early because I got you a job. Yeah. I don't need this heat. You understand that? Uh huh. And you see anybody fucking around with this shit, you're gonna tell me, right? Yeah. That means anybody. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Yeah, of course. So good. I can't, I can't oh. believe he almost uh, passed on that oh. role. <clears throat> and I don't like I, when the, all the obits or the stories about him say star of Goodfellas and Law and Order. And I'm like, they don't belong in the same sentence. I no. mean, he was he was fine in Law and Order. He was fine. Law and Order is good, but I mean, he was bully. I mean, that's who he was, and he was great at it. And I'm glad he did it. And those two are gone now. Those two uh, those two gangsters are gone. That's all this year, right? Yep, this year all this we year, lost right? four: James Conn, Ray Liotta, Tony Soroka, uh Paul Servino, all gone. I, I can't believe he almost be passed on that because that scene is so incredible. Love He's it. so good, and the, and I mean, there's all kinds of great scenes. How about when he he doesn't talk? You know, he just nods to yeah. people, says like one word. He, he's great. He's great. And Henry, I mean, Ray Liotta was so good in that, just mm-hmm. so great. But uh, he will not be coming down for breakfast. So quickly, let's do this Matt Gates cut, and then we'll get to the the <laughs> yeah. big controversy at WEI. You you sent me this last night, and it's 15 seconds, and it just made me laugh out loud. And I said. Man, we need more people like this, even if they're not, you know, on my team. Matt Gates, Florida congressman, little crazy, little crazy. I like him. I like him. He's he's not he's uh, fearless is what he is. Potent- now. Potentially a sex trafficker. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. He was called some some other. I think it was a congressman who called him said he's a sex trafficker, <laughs> and and we'll find out. But I mean, this kind of this kind of honesty. It was just very about his characterization of the uh, pro-abortion protests as we've been seeing outside the Supreme Court. And I, I'm, I like to think he's talking about uh, Liz Warren, but he's talking about some of the crazy ones we've seen. And he's called them ugly and fat and all that. So he's so a reporter thinks she's going to press him on it and, you know, kind of corner him and make him uncomfortable. Let's let's watch and see how that went. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> How many politicians would answer that honestly and not try to weasel out of it and say, well, you know, some of them, I don't mean all, I don't want to make the generality. Just, yeah. <laughs> Maybe yes. him and him and Donald Trump probably. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They're, they have a lot in common. That's one of my favorite uh, Trump clips is when they're like, uh, you call women fat and ugly and grotesque. And he's like, no, I called Rosie O'Donnell that. <laughs> which, which, by the way, is not true. He's called others that too. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was a good shot at Rosie. Um, by the way, where's she been? These people, when Trump goes away, they just go away. You know, these, these people like, like Oberman and Rosie, I, you got to help me out with this one. But there was a, I saw it, I saw it on Twitter. I saw it online. There was a uh, ad by the state GOP, the, the, the state Republican party of Massachusetts, obviously a, a minority out there is not the loudest voice, but they are, uh, they got some money. So they've run some ads and pointed out what a disaster the Democrat policies have been. So we've had, we've had a couple of ads on this show. I, I think they've spread it around probably to different radio and TV stations. You have recorded, have you recorded all the ads for the GOP? Um, not all of them. Like this one, I did not. But okay, the, but the company but you, did. But you know, you know who wrote it, who paid for it, and all that. You're familiar with these guys, so they yep. make an ad. We'll play it, and uh, apparently uh, they paid for it to uh, run on WEI, which is comical because uh, uh, they they don't tend to they don't tend to like you know getting into politics or anything you know divisive. Let's just stick to the. Uh, Let's just let's just talk about Mac Jones, you know, 24 hours a day, or we'll talk about the bullpen and who should pitch or whatever. And, and let's just, as we've said many times, we just don't want any trouble. That's what they told us. That's what they told Minahan and me. They said, we don't care about ratings. We don't want any trouble. And they mean it, man. They just avoid trouble and they get no ratings. And it's kind of, as we've said before, it's the one honest thing the uh, they said to us at that time was, we don't, we don't care about ratings. We don't care about revenue. We don't want trouble. Fun fact, so they, fun fact though, about this commercial at the end of this show, when you hear, if you like the show, leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. That's the guy who put this commercial together. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Well, we, um, let's, let's listen to a little bit of it and then we'll uh, tell you about that. The fallout. Go ahead. Our schools have gotten pretty good at teaching a few things. Woke ideology, gender identification, critical race theory. At the same time, only 32% of 8th graders perform at or above grade level in math or English. Isn't it a wonder that they can teach about 82 genders when most of the kids can't even count that high? This November, vote Republican for a change. Paid for by the Massachusetts Republican Party. That, that sounds, you know, harmless. It just sounds like, you know, a, a political party running an ad telling you, you know, the bad things about their opposition and telling you why you should support them. It sounds like if you heard that on the radio, you'd be like, yeah, whatever. That's, that's a political ad pointing out, by the way, what did he say? 32% of, of high school kids perform at grade level. That's kind of alarming. That's a pretty mm -hmm. good ad. I would say that gets people's attention. But no, that you're not allowed to point out the madness of uh, gender theory or, or the, the failing public schools, apparently, because this upset some people, some teachers, right? It was teachers. I'm sure I'm sure they're yeah, good there was teachers a lot, union guys. There was a lot of uh, tweets about this, but this this one in particular was a teacher is a teacher from Massachusetts who uh, was very upset. 
and uh, reached out to David Field, the CEO uh, of uh, Entercom, now called Odyssey, directly to David Field. I believe the following ad playing on WEEI goes against your company's DEI standards. That would be diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I ask that you pull it. Yeah. And uh, he he actually quotes, he quotes 37% of eighth graders perform at or above grade level in math or English. Isn't it, is it, isn't it a wonder that they can teach about 82 genders when most of the kids can't count that high? That's a pretty good line. I mean, <laughs> what the hell's wrong with that? And he's demanding that they pull the ad, which, you know, probably uh, the rates these days, the radio station probably made about $75 on it. Um, but you're, uh, you're pretty familiar had, with uh, these uh, initials, I'm guessing. <laughs> Uh, the the DEI, yeah, yeah. I'm very familiar with the people, and th- there is nobody who is more likely, more inclined to bow to pressure from someone like this than David Field Odd. That's his Twitter handle, David Field Odd, uh, who, by the way, is probably tied up right now planning bankruptcy. If you've seen the stock price and followed the trend, things are uh, pretty bad in his world, and uh, I, it wouldn't matter if he's making a million dollars off that ad. He gets one tweet like that. That's all it takes. Oh my God. Have we got an update? Have they canceled it? No, I just looked up the stock price. This is way worse than I thought. Let me pull it up. What's it at, right? What's it at this morning? It is at 65 cents. (laughs) Well, 65. It was a low of 62, I believe. You can see that. Wow, it's dropping. It was up to 70. I hope he cashed in last week. It was up to like 75 cents. Back to 65. All the financial you know, analysts and newsletters and that have, have touched this or addressed this have pointed out that it is, uh, it is shows in all the signs of a bankruptcy, which I predict will be on a Friday, probably maybe this Friday or next Friday. It's Friday in the summer, Friday afternoon, they will break the news that they are bankrupt. And, uh, but before they do that, they will definitely pull the plug on that ad because one teacher, actually it's probably, you know, more like four or five people were upset that the GOP had the gall to actually run an ad on the radio. <laughs> amazing. That is amazing. But anyway, uh, we'll see how it goes. Why don't you find out, find out if they, uh, if they lost, lost that account. I'd be curious because that's generally what it takes for uh, Odyssey to buckle is one or two emails, one or two tweets. That's, that's how it works these days. But anyway, we will leave it there for today. Did I miss anything? Ironhead. Uh, you did not. What are the chances this show gets up on uh, our server? What are the chances that this gets tweeted out in the next uh, hour or less? 100%. 100%. Well, you're cocky if you missed it yesterday. Uh, Ironhead had, a little, had some struggles getting the show posted. Blamed it all on Libsyn. Tell, what, what, why, didn't, why, why didn't the show appear till like 8 o'clock last night? Tell me. So I sent out a message and then I found out that I thought it was just an us thing. And I wasn't sure because it said COVID in the description, if they were like fucking with us. Um, But then I was looking into it and they were tweeting out updates. And as soon as the update went, yeah, you can post again. I posted it and it happened to be very late at night. And I saw their tweet lips and tweeted out that they were having uh, technical issues and lots of people were, uh, but, but not everybody. There were plenty of podcasts that weren't delayed, but uh, I guess. Not everyone uses I guess you probably, 
Okay. Well, you promised it won't happen again. So it will be up shortly. I will let you get to work, but uh, we'll leave it there. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan show and we'll do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Our schools have gotten pretty good at teaching a few things. Woke ideology, gender identification, Critical race theory? At the same time, only 32% of 8th graders perform at or above grade level in math or English. Isn't it a wonder that they can teach about 82 genders when most of the kids can't even count that high? This November, vote Republican for a change. Paid for by the Massachusetts Republican Party. Donate at MassGOP.com.